Jesus goes on to say that the good soil brings forth fruit with patient perseverance. So here's the picture of the good soil. They're not deterred or detoured. They don't quit over discouragement. They daily seek first the kingdom. They patiently hold on tight to the promises of God. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Whenever there's something worth pursuing in the kingdom of God, the devil will try to trip you up. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us this time. Today, we're continuing the series, First, where they look at three obstacles Jesus taught could trip us up in our pursuit of the kingdom of God. You know, I learned long ago that as soon as I decided to seek the Lord with all my heart, the enemy of my soul would do his best to trip me up, distract me, or otherwise sabotage my efforts. And Jesus knew that too, which is why he warned us of the three most common pitfalls to putting him first. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share part two of the message, Hindrances to the Kingdom. How do you know Satan's lying if he's talking? Jesus said the word is stolen from their hard heart like a bird might land on a cement parking lot to snatch a breadcrumb and fly away with it. You see it all the time. You go to a place like Sonic where you're sitting outside and you got those grackles, those blackbirds with the long tails and the horrible screech. And they're waiting for you to drop a crumb. And as soon as you do, whoosh, they're down. They grab it and they fly away. That's the devil. That's just like the devil. That's what he does with the word in people's hearts. This person's heart is hardened, it's unrepentant, and before they have a chance to think about or mull over what they have heard, Satan snatches it away. He tells them, that was crazy, that was just a bunch of fanatics. What are you doing listening to them? You don't need that right now. You got places to go, things to do, bills to pay, kids to raise. You don't need that right now. Why would you even listen to that? Jesus is telling us in this parable, when you hear a word from God, when you hear the word of God, let it sink in. Think about it. Ponder it. Mull over it. Consider it. When I talk to people in our culture about Jesus, I'm amazed at how very few people in the American culture anymore really know what Jesus said, really know who Jesus was, You'll give them a simple quote. Did you know that Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life? And they said, no, I didn't know he said that. I don't accept it, though, because there's many ways to God. And you see right there another way Satan steals the word. He steals the word by distractions. He steals the word from procrastination. He steals the word because some people have developed prejudices against Christianity because of things other people have told them. And they don't know the truth about Jesus. Some have accepted what critics have said, and there's many critics in our culture today of Christianity outright. They will attack the Christian faith, and the lost listen to them, 
And instead of considering God's word for themselves, they listen to the critics. They have formed their opinion of Christianity from Hollywood. Now, I guarantee you if it's from Hollywood, it's wrong. Rarely do I go to a movie. I think I've been to three movies in five, six years, and even those I walked out going, what a waste. I'm just saying. Or, Or they read a book like The Da Vinci Code that is a total false representation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and of the word of God, and yet that's all they have, so they listen to that, and their hearts get hard against the real Christian faith. And the seed falls on a hard heart, hard ground, And they don't consider, or here's a big one, they listen to hypocritical Christians or they watch hypocritical Christians and they say, I don't want to be like them. Or they conclude that the whole thing is fake because of what they see from hypocritical Christians. Jesus said it's inevitable that offenses should come. But woe to those through whom the offenses come. It's better that they have a millstone tied around their ankle be thrown in the middle of the sea than they cause one of these little ones to stumble. Other people say, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too busy, or I'm not the religious type. I'm just not. And these arguments go on in their heads when the seed is sown. And Satan uses these things to snatch that seed out of their heart before they repent. Here's the bottom line of the parable of the sower. Jesus wants all of us to carefully consider his claims and not allow the devil to pluck the word out of your heart before you have a chance to be saved. Some of you in here, I don't know who you are, but you're here or you're watching by video and you've got a question about your salvation, whether you're right with God, whether you have truly had Christ come into your heart. I just want to encourage you today. I love you. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. I was saved in a jail as a 16-year-old. And when that word was sown onto my hard heart, the good thing that happened with me was the Holy Ghost was like a plow and plowed up the ground, and the seed went down. And I got saved. I accepted that seed. Don't allow false arguments and lies about Jesus or the Christian faith to keep you from carefully considering what he said. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no woman, no human being gets to the Father but through me. What about that? Well, Jeff, he didn't really mean that. Oh, he really meant that. Have you considered that? That it's not, you don't go pick your Savior, pick your God, pick your faith. There's one Savior, one Redeemer, one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. That's the hard ground. Then there's the stony ground. Jesus said to the disciples, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message, and look at this, they get saved. They immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. Now look at this one. They receive the word with joy. They say, hallelujah, Jesus died for me, and I want him into my heart. They accept him, and they receive it with joy, and they have a great day. But then there's a but. But then, because they don't have deep roots, this second type of soil is shallow 
and it's rocky. So that the word is received joyfully, but never gets a chance to put down deep roots into this person's soul. I'll tell you what, I've been a pastor for 33 years, and I have seen all kinds of different people get saved, come to Christ, come to church, begin the Christian walk. But let me tell you, and I'm going to be honest with you, many start strong but end weak. Many start good but end bad. Many start excited, but they end up anything but excited. Many start well but don't end well because they don't ever get the roots down, the roots down. We need roots down. You got to put down roots. Remember that movie Roots? Listen, Christianity is all about roots. If you're going to go the long haul, you got to have roots deeper, longer than the branches. Roots. Now, I want to show you what kept them from getting roots down. Jesus said, and by the way, this parable is in three of the four gospels. It's in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's in those three. And in every one of those three, the trouble that Jesus says causes them to not put down roots, he says it's persecution. Either the new Christian is mocked for their faith, or they lose friends, or they're ostracized at work, or they're shut out of family gatherings, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Or they're talked about, or they're painfully rejected by people they care about. In other words, here's the deal. The person who doesn't get the roots down, they get saved. They're gloriously saved. They're all excited, but they fall away from their sincerity and from seeking the kingdom first when they see, I'm going to pay a social price for this. I'm going to pay a social price. I'm not going to get to be Mr. or Mrs. Popular. Some people are going to tell me, where to get off. Some people are going to avoid me. When I go out there at lunchtime in my company and all of them are gathered at tables, I'm going to find that they real quick fill every chair and don't give me a chair. Some people are not going to like me and it's not your deodorant. It is Jesus in you, the hope of glory. And that's why they don't like you. So let me tell you something. Jesus said, this is the condemnation that, that Light came into the world, and men love darkness more than the light. That's the condemnation. So when Jesus lights you on fire, and you're lit, and you're full of him, and full of the Holy Spirit, and you think, hallelujah, everybody's going to be happy as I am about this, you learn real quickly there are some folks that aren't thrilled at all. Happened to me in my house. My first persecutors were members of my own family. They pelted me with questions. They made fun of my faith. They said it wouldn't last they criticized me. I was the brunt of jokes in my own family. Amen. Now my little mother is probably watching and going, Jeffrey, cool it now. Take it easy. <laughs> but here's the deal. My little mother would tell you that she did it too. Until one night she came to a meeting I was preaching in and the Holy Ghost convicted her and she answered in the altar call. And watch this. I forgot my mic was hot. I had a mic like this and I was preaching in a large church. My mother and sister snuck in now, she'd been making fun of me for years. My little mother snuck in, and the Holy Spirit nailed her. And when I gave the invitation, she came down. And when I saw her, I forgot. Mother, what are you doing here? It's true. Tears streaming down her face. She said, I came to get saved. I took that mic off, and I went and hugged my mother, and that was it. That was it. <clears throat> God can turn your enemies into your friends. Amen? Amen. 
and I led my dad to Christ, and I've led one of my sisters to Christ. The other two are doomed. They're coming in. I'm just, just a matter of time. But watch this. Here's the deal. Here's the reality. Jesus said, he that would live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. If you really walk it, really talk it, really come out of the closet. Some of you are closet Christians. You put on your Christianity on Sunday. You come into church, hallelujah, praise the Lord, kumbaya. And when you leave and get up Monday morning, nobody knows about your Christian faith. I know I've said it before, but can I say it? Everything on the planet is coming out of the closet. Let me just go where angels fear to tread. Transsexuals, transvestites, atheists, agnostics, you name it. They're coming out, and they're proud to come out. So if they're proud to come out, and you know, God loves them, and I love them, and I don't condemn any of them, but listen, if everybody's coming out of the closet, we need to get out of the closet. We need to open the door and come out and shine, shine, shine. I can't believe I just said some of the things I just did, but I did. Like this women's march. Can I just preach a minute? This women's march. I mean, here's all these women. They said millions. I don't know how many. But when they spoke, the women's march in D.C., where it was all about abortion rights, the rights to kill a baby. And they step up to the microphone and they have vile speech, horrible sewage speech, hatred, vile. I mean, I'm sorry. I watched some of it as much as I could stand. I said, there they are, proud to come out this way, proud to talk this way. And when they left D.C., the litter and the trash they left rivaled Woodstock with the trash, hundreds of thousands of dollars of taxpayer dollars to clean it all up. But then the next week, the March for Life happened. Yeah, and, and when they were done, there was no litter, no trash, not a piece of paper on the street. It was clean talk. It was standing up for life. There is a difference. There is a battle going on in this country. And so the person that bears fruit is going to have to say, let them say whatever they want to say. There's an old saying, they say, what do they say? Let them say. I don't care what people think. Have you noticed their opinions change like the weather anyway? One day you're a hero, the next week you're a zero. One day they're patting you on the back, the next week they're stabbing you in the back. People's opinions of you change like the weather. I don't care what they think, but I care what he thinks. And if I want to bear fruit, then I must be willing to experience rejection for Christ. So persecution, paying a social price for walking with Jesus can become a roadblock to seeking first the kingdom of God. You've got to get over it. And then there's a third hindrance. The third hindrance is that thorny ground. And Jesus said, now, these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world. That means worry. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things. Entering in, look what they do. They choke the word. Now, words are important in the Bible. Choke is from a Greek word that means to crowd in on and suffocate. 
So Jesus is saying, here you are, you're seeking first the kingdom of God, and then all of a sudden, some things begin to crowd into your life, and it's worries, and it's the desire for more money, it's materialism, and the desire for worldly pleasures. And he said they are planted right alongside the good seed. Now, there's a reason for that. Because as it's planted alongside the good seed, that means it grows up right next to it and begins to crowd it out until finally that growth of thorns is choking, crowding in on, and suffocating your spiritual life. That's why we're doing this whole series, First Things First. You've got to seek first the kingdom of God. Nothing can superimpose itself upon our desire and resolve to seek first the kingdom. I'm not going to let anything crowd in. Now, notice, because I know what some people think. They say, see there, God doesn't want us to have any fun because you're slamming worldly pleasures. You're slamming just the way people do life. No, I'm not. I want you to understand, our God is not a killjoy. If you become a Christian, that doesn't mean you're going to wear a furrowed brow and a frown the rest of your life with no sense of humor, never laughing out loud, sitting around reading your Bible all day waiting for God to judge the world. You're just a blast to go on vacation with. (laughs) That's not what God does to you. Some people don't get saved because I know what God's going to do to me. I'm going to become one of those Bible thumpers walking around with a Bible and a frown on my face talking about the end of the world and I'm not going to have any more fun and go to any more parties and enjoy life anymore. And that is another lie. You need to investigate the truth yourself. Listen, let me read one verse to you. Paul said, teach those who are rich in this world. Not to be proud or trust in their money, because it won't save you. Their trust should be in God, who richly, everybody say richly. Richly. That means abundantly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Does that sound like a killjoy to you? I want to read it again. God richly, abundantly gives us all things to enjoy. Again, my little mother, she never has a down day. She's 92. She drives herself to church every Sunday. She doesn't have any mental issues, no physical issues. She's always up. She calls me all the time, Jeffrey, I got a joke for you. And then I say, well, what's the joke? And I said, where'd you get it? And she said, my bridge club. She gets all of her jokes from the bridge club which you know is clean and holy, and there's halos over all their heads, the bridge club. And she goes there a couple times a week. She said, I got a joke for my bridge club. She'll tell it to me. And even if I don't laugh, she laughs so hard, she starts coughing on the other side. I have to put the phone down. Go ahead, mother, cough and come back to me, laughing at her own joke. And she says, do you think you can share that at church? I don't know. Well, if you do, tell me and I'll watch. My little mother is so happy. She's a totally committed Christian. And she gets with that little bridge called, they don't have to smoke something, drink something, snort something, shoot something. They don't have to do any of that. They just have good, clean, wholesome enjoyment of life because of Jesus in their heart. Amen. Say with me, there's nothing wrong with pleasure. God made it. And it's best when he's in first place. Jesus' point is this, 
Once we make a decision to follow him, we need to be careful not to let worldly attachments distract us from the main thing. Now there's the good ground. Now I want to use Luke's gospel to quote this part about the grounds because Luke adds two words that Mark doesn't add. Luke says in 8.15, the ones that fell on the good ground are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart, say with me, keep it. And bear fruit with, say it, patience. Now, Mark says that the good soil accepts the seed. But Luke's gospel says they keep the seed. And you know what that means? Hold it tight. So we could combine the two and say this. Once the good soil accepts the seed, it holds it tight refusing to let anything steal it away. And that's what you've got to do with the things of God. You've got to hold them tight. You keep a loose grip on the things of this world, but you keep a tight grip on the things of God. Because there's always an enemy out there to steal it from you. Jesus goes on to say that the good soil brings forth fruit with patient perseverance. So here's the picture of the good soil. And I know all of us want to be good soil, but here it is. They're not deterred or detoured. They don't quit over discouragement. They daily seek first the kingdom. They patiently hold on tight to the promises of God. And as time goes on, they bring forth fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. They used to be so mean, now they're so gentle. Meekness, kindness, they used to be so ornery, now they're kind. Faith. Against such there is no law. And these fruits begin to produce in their life. Well, it's so very true that we're in a warfare, not a church picnic in our walk with God. I'm so thankful that Jesus warned us of those things that can prove to be a snare to our soul. No one wants us to bear kingdom fruit more than he does. Now stay tuned for our announcer who's going to tell you how you can obtain this rich series of messages for your own Christian library. You know, thank God for the technology that allows us to return to life-giving messages over and over again for fresh inspiration. And join me again next time as we continue the life-changing series titled First with the message, All Good Things Will Be Yours. Until then, may God bless you richly is my prayer. Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. You will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. 
So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. Hindrances to the Kingdom is the third message of Pastor Jeff's series. First, keeping the main thing the main thing. You can own a copy of this six CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series. First, keeping the main thing, the main thing for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.